you ready to dip in? Welcome to the Divine Intervention Podcast. I'm Freya. And I'm Holly. And we're here to guide you to spirituality, taboo topics, and everything in between. We'll dip our toes into some topics and dive deeper into others. Nothing is off the table. This is a safe space for you, our listeners, to learn, grow, be inspired, and open your heart and mind. Get ready. Let's take the plunge together. Welcome, everyone, to episode one of the Divine Intervention Podcast. Welcome, beautiful souls. We're so excited to have you listening to our very first episode. It's so exciting. Oh, my God. Well, firstly, thank you. I know there's a lot of pods out there to listen to. So thanks for stopping by and listening to us. Yes, we're so grateful. Oh, it's it's crazy out there. It's definitely the new thing. And we're so excited to jump onto it. Holly, it's going to be a journey. It already is. It already is a journey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a little bit about us. We won't worry about formal introductions, I guess. You'll get to know us throughout the course of the episodes. Um, but yeah, my name is Holly and I am an astrologer yes. and Friar. Well, my name is Friar and I'm a tarot reader. <laughs> yeah, so we thought that it would be really cool to to talk to you guys and to each other about spirituality, obviously tarot, astrology, but also just some deeper topics in life. Um, sometimes it's very easy to just have regular chit chat with someone. But we, the type of people we are, we always crave more. We want a little bit more of an in-depth conversation. Yeah, definitely. And I think mm-hmm. that's also where the name sparked from, the divine intervention. Yes. We believe, <laughs> as cliche as it sounds, that everything does happen for a reason and every everyone and everything comes in and out of our life for a reason. And, mm. yeah, I mean, we both were craving um, a, a new project to embark on and I feel like this podcast yeah, has come at a really beautiful time for both of us. It has really. And you know what I really like about it is that, you know, normally you have a dream and you start planning it. And then there's this voice that pops up in your mind that we all know that says like, oh, maybe you, you know, you need to perfect this first or you need to do this first. Um, this time it wasn't really that way, was it? Like, I feel like it was a couple of weeks ago that we said, let's just do it. Yeah. I mean, like Friar kind of threw the idea on the table at me and was like, what do you think about this? And I was like, oh, I've always been interested in starting a podcast. I mean, I love the the spiritual world and I love talking about all those kinds of topics as well as other life topics, basically everything. Um, and I was like, yeah, let's just give it a go. Why not? Give it a go. Try something new. Um, we really hope to bring you a very <laughs> nice experience. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is coming through the mic, but we've got a beautiful little puppy on the other side of the door having a bit of a cry. Look, look, it's a Velcro dog. It's um, one of my previous soulmates from a previous life and he's here to connect with me and with me only. So the fact that I'm sitting behind a closed door is not really um, helping at the moment, <laughs> but maybe you won't hear any of this at all. Well, we we don't really know. I'm sure if you check our socials, you will get a little snapshot of little Winston and you'll yes. get to see what he looks like. And this is um, a great moment to maybe plug a little bit our socials here. Yeah. There's always heaps of exciting things going on over there. Um, we are at The Dip Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. 
Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. And obviously our name is the Divine Intervention Podcast, but shortly we're going to go for dip because yeah. we want to dip into some topics and maybe yeah. deeper into some other ones. So yeah. yeah. Let's go on this journey together. We're so excited. Yay, so excited to have everyone with us. Well, we wouldn't be an astrologer and a tarot reader if we didn't find a way to weave it into our podcast. So we figured it might be nice that at the start of every weekly episode, we would draw a card, a tarot card for the week ahead, and also to chat a little bit about what is going on in the sky at the moment if I say so yeah definitely. yeah yeah what's happening in the astrology world yeah definitely because yeah. all these things affect us on our day-to-day life so it will be good to zoom into that a little bit more definitely well shall we start with the card pool for this week so the card that came up for this week is the judgment card so this is actually a major tarot card and for those of you that may not know the difference yet between major and minor cards, um, the tarot deck has 78 cards in total and 22 of those are major cards, which basically means that they signify a longer period in our lives or maybe a certain topic that will come and go throughout the scheme of our whole lives. Whereas the minor cards are more for the day-to-day or maybe the weeks to come or maybe the months to come. Mm. so obviously the podcast look it's a big deal for us (laughs) but um, this also means that for you listening there might be some big changes going on and the judgment card is basically saying to us that we need to hold ourselves accountable Mm. so this judgment is not necessarily from people around you or from external factors coming in it's basically you reassessing what you have done so far And if you feel comfortable with what you have put out there, this can be anything, right? It can be how you have treated a certain relationship, um, how it's going in your career, certain decisions that you have made. Um, And yeah, it all comes down to at the end of the day, can you sit down with yourself and feel comfortable with what you have done and with the choices that you have made? Um, which I think is a really good thing to do, actually. Yeah, definitely. How often do we just go by day-to-day life and just sometimes let life happen to us? Not for us, it's a difference, but just let it happen and just, you know, take sort of the backseat. This card is kind of saying to you, reassess where you're going to, think about what you have done. Are you comfortable with where you are going? which I think is very interesting. And as you can see, like, obviously you guys can't see, but maybe you can if you go to our Instagram, is the card has an angel on it as well. And angels call time in the tarot. So there's three angels in there. This is one of them. And this angel calls time on the past. So it asks you to revisit your past. Mm. What have you done? What has led you to this point? And do you feel comfortable with it? So that's interesting. So speaking on that, Holly... Wow. I Does loved... this ring a bell? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I loved that card pool. I'm, mm. I just know I'm going to love this every week, hearing <laughs> the card that Friar pulls for, our, for us and our audience. Mm. Um, well, yeah, just flowing right right off of that and into the astrology. Um, so there's some major things happening as- astrologically in the sky at the moment. 
So today, the day of recording, which is the 20th of April, we we have a new moon solar eclipse that peaked today. Mm. And so there's so new moons signify new beginnings, usually really good times for manifestation, uh, a good time to invite new things into your life. And today is a solar eclipse. And so eclipses come in pairs. So the next full moon in two weeks will also be an eclipse and that one will be a lunar eclipse. Wow. Um, but basically we call this time eclipse season there's Mm. two seasons every year so we're in the first season of this year and overall eclipses signify sudden changes transformations Mm. um, basically major shifts and it could be manifesting physically in your life so actual changes happening or it could be internal so shifts in perspective Mm. and change of mind um Perhaps you're reassessing your beliefs or perhaps you're realizing that you're not feeling fulfilled in certain areas or your um, relationships are changing. So, yeah, eclipse season is like big energy. Yes. And I feel like if you put the two together, Mm. this is probably a very powerful time to make a change. If you feel like you might not be necessarily living in alignment with where you want to go or if you Mm. want something different, there's clearly something happening around us. And I do see it around, honestly. Like last week, um, we all know it. Like sometimes we have challenging moments. I had a big mental breakdown. Um, And then I told a couple of my friends that. And they were like, me too. And I feel like everyone is feeling this energy at the moment. Oh, definitely. The the energies, especially of the eclipse season, always start at least a week before the eclipse actually peaks. And so I know that Mm -hmm. everyone's feeling this scatty energy. Everyone's feeling like change is coming. Maybe we're not quite sure what's going to happen. In terms of making big decisions in your life, Um, astrologers do suggest not actually making any firm decisions, any life-changing decisions as you were, um, within five days of the eclipse peaking because we just need to allow that dust to settle. Mm -hmm. You can definitely think about things and make some plans, but it's not recommended to make any major changes within five days. So basically if you're listening to this between the 20th and the 25th of April, Um, don't make any changes. Um, After that, the dust is settled, so go for it. Yeah, and maybe use the energy of the judgment card to sit down and assess where am I, what do I feel comfortable with that I've done in my past. When you have that clear, the dust will have settled from the eclipse Mm -hmm. and you're ready to go on your merry way. Yeah. Make some changes. Yeah. Because we do love a little change over here, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're all about the change. All about about the change. (laughs) Well, we'll definitely keep this going in the weekly thing. I think it's great to, you know, check in and see what's going on. And this is something that you guys can keep in mind too when you just go on to your day-to-day life if you feel a little bit funny if you wake up feeling a little bit out of place Mm. reflect Mm. and know that there's outer forces bigger than us playing as well so obviously we're big on spirituality and all things floaty in the universe in this podcast and we thought it would be a good idea to maybe give you guys some insight in how we started and how we first came across spirituality so holly enlighten us (laughs) (laughs) okay so i feel like i have always been interested in astrology um 
spirituality I meant to say but astrology always just comes out of my mouth anyway also astrology also astrology <laughs> I've always been interested in astrology <laughs> of course I felt like and and I feel like many of our listeners might feel like this I was a bit of um I kept my spirituality in the closet because mm. I felt like it wasn't quite accepted yeah. um I felt like I I didn't really think people would accept if I was playing with oracle cards at home mm. um yeah, so I really only told people I was into yoga and, and things like that. Um, so I've always been interested in it, but I would say that I probably didn't start embodying it and living it um, until about three years ago. Mm. Um, I mean, I was going I was going through my Saturn return, which we'll talk about on another episode. That's an astrological term. Um, and, and, yeah, I really started to, to lean into the spirituality. Um, I was getting involved in meditation and breath work and I was moving into more a facilitation point of view. So I was hosting circles with one of my other beautiful friends. And um, along the way, I met Friar. Yeah. And I feel like it was such a beautiful, symbolic time for Friar to come into my life <laughs> when I was really starting to really embody my spirituality. And I was... Um, I'd finished my astrology studies and I was about to really try and dive into launching it. And Friar was launching her tarot reading business at the same time. And so I feel like that was really symbolic and really beautiful. Yeah, it was funny how it went actually, because I was working somewhere part-time at the moment and I organized this little event basically for people to come together and experience sort of like a yeah, it would have been a wellness mini market, something along the lines. And I remember I was reading tarot for a longer time, just like you were doing astrology already. Yeah. But there was this hurdle of putting it out there yeah. and receiving people that you haven't met before mm. and giving your gift that way. Mm. And I remember thinking, when when am I ready? You know, mm. there was always something why I didn't feel quite ready mm. until that event came. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I think I said to you as well, just do it. Let's yeah. let's just do it. Yeah. And we did. We did. <laughs> we set up our little tables and we put out mini readings. Yes. And really pushed ourselves and tested ourselves. And we were exhausted at the end of the oh day, but in God. the best way possible. In the best way possible. But I reckon we did like... Um, maybe 20, 30 mini readings yeah. back to back. And yeah. it was lovely to see how many people were interested in it and how many of those people actually had never done a reading before mm. but were so open and so interested in it, mm. which I guess validated for us, you know, that there is a big um, place. A big, yeah, a big place for it, exactly, of mm. people that really want to get to know that side of themselves and want to dive deeper. Mm. And I'm so glad we did that day. So glad. Because yeah. it's been glorious ever since. So did you find, Holly, when you first started um, your spiritual journey, right? And you said the meditation and the breath work. Did you find that people around you were maybe a little bit like, hmm, what are you doing? Oh, What's yeah. going on there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. People like, oh, you're doing your woo-woo thing again. Oh, woo-woo thing. Mm. Mm. Or like I, when I started to take it seriously and actually it's it's interesting, I was, um, I can't remember what year it was, at least two years ago, maybe three years ago, I was, uh, I took myself back to university to study basically a random degree. Oh, which one was it? <laughs> well, I was thinking about being a speech pathologist or a OT oh. and um, I was already working part-time as a speech assistant. Wow. And so I thought, okay, um, 
I thought, great, this is a good career path. It's a good um, stable, stable, and mm. I could work towards running my own practice, that kind mm. of thing. And then I went down the obviously, you need to be trained, you need to get your bachelor's degree. And yeah. so I found myself enrolling in biomedical science, oh. which is what you have to do as a pathway. And so really? I was like, okay, well, I just have to do it. It was going to be a four year degree to make my way to being a speech, a speechy or an OT. Speechy. Within. <laughs> Me sitting at uni, I think I was 30 at the time. So sitting at uni, 30 years old, trying to do random biostatistical <laughs> equations and then like learning all the parts of the body, which I do find interesting. But, you know, the mature age student in me came out and was like, like, what are you doing, Holly? Like, is this your pathway? Yes. Um, do you really, are you living and breathing this? Like really feel into it. And I found myself just wishing oh, I just wish I was studying astrology and I, or I wish I was studying numerology or like that's where I want my energy to go. And I had a friend at the time say, well, why don't you? Like yeah. there's a spiritual boom happening in the world. There are yes. more and more people getting interested in it. Yes. So why don't you actually take it seriously? Yeah. So I quit uni. I walked out. <laughs> Woohoo! We love it. And um, I had... I was I had already started doing holding some full moon circles and new moon circles with one of my friends and was really enjoying it and thought you know what maybe this can be something more than just um me in my bedroom playing with cards exactly so, and sometimes yeah. you just have to take the plunge which you exactly mm. did and I feel like you're absolutely right there is a spiritual boom happening People are interested in it. People mm. want to learn more. It's not just your dusty witch at the end of the street in the <laughs> attic anymore. It's not. It's out there and it's here for people to be seen because it's a lifestyle. Mm. It really is to mm. trust in the divine universe, mm. to trust in all the things it has to offer us, but to also trust that we have to give ourselves the life that we're dreaming of yeah and right? yeah and speaking of giving ourselves the life Freya how did you <laughs> Fry, how did you um how did you embark on your spiritual journey like where was your where was your first experience of spirituality how were, yeah where, where are you yeah. at I feel like it, it it was a long journey for me that's for sure um I guess like the family that I came from, um, for those of you that may have picked up my accent a little bit already, um, I was born and raised in the Netherlands and I moved here um, to Australia only three years ago, actually. Mm. And But my family was always quite spiritual. I would say my grandma, she used to have herbal teas. She used to talk to me about seeing auras and all those things. I used to have a little bit of interaction as a kid in my dreams like with some sort of shapes and forms not yeah. to straight away take it there but I knew that there was always sort of that connection there mm. I just wasn't really ready to tap into it um until I was about 18 years old and now we're gonna get really really deep here straight away we're gonna dip dip into it take the punch <laughs> um when I was 18 I I had a pretty bad accident with horse riding actually and I ended up in a host hospital and basically my spine was in half like it was mm. just two separate oh. pieces um it took a long time to recover from that i must wow. say i had to um it was a stabilized compression fracture so no nerve damage thank mm. god for that mm. but there's nothing you can do but rest mm. so i basically laid in bed for six months wow yeah just flat um obviously i was on so many pain medication that I must have slept for 23 hours per day. Yeah. It was insane. 
And then after the six months, I could start work um, walking again with a metal harness, like a brace. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that took a long time. But after that, um, I felt like I was missing out on life because this is mm. the time where I was in my senior year of high school. I was wanting to become a vet because mm. I love animals so much. Oh, you do, don't I you? I do. <laughs> but the pathway is you need to be selected to do that. And I could not put an application in because mm. I was laying in bed, mm. you know, because I was sick. Yeah, wow. So I did my exams from a wheelchair, my high school exams. Oh, because I just felt this feeling in me. I don't want to be held back. I don't want this to be a setback. Mm. But this is where the unhealthy link started in my mind. I was saying to everyone, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's like breaking your finger. Don't worry. Don't oh. worry. <laughs> Pushing all of that yeah, wow. away. Mm. So what I did naturally is when you cannot become a vet, you go to law school, right? <laughs> I didn't want to miss out. So I was like, look, my best friend is gonna going to study law. I'm just going to jump with her. Wow. Don't want to sit at home. Mm. So this is about nine months after my accident. Mm. So I was half recovered. Um, I went to university also in my wheelchair at the beginning. And just let's give this a go. And when the dust started to settle, I really noticed that I was feeling very alone. And a lot of people around me that wanted to support me and were there for me. But being 18 years old, what does the stereotypical girl worry about is, you know, boys yeah. or girls, yeah. whoever, relationships, um, partying, mm. going out. And for me, for nine months, the question was, am I going to fully heal? Am I going to be able to walk again? Wow, that's really heavy. I know. I said we're going to go deep straight away. Yeah. And now here we, here we are. Yeah. Um, I meant for you at 18. Yes. Mm. So I think that is what triggered sort of the link with spirituality even more. Because mm. I was thinking there's more to this life. There's mm. deeper questions. And I was looking to find those deeper questions. Mm. And dealing with the trauma as well. I truly believe that I lost a big part of myself mm. that night I broke my back. Mm. And it was the carefree part. Mm. I used to be so happy-go-lucky, do anything. I would ride any horse, jump on anything crazy. Mm. After that, that part was gone. Because mm. I, I was realizing, wait a minute, the fact that you can walk and that you're healthy is not something that you can just take for granted. For granted. But having that experience at 18-year-old, it's quite young. Yeah. You're a little bit like, woo. So yeah, it took me a couple of years to deal with that. But I really found that meditation helped me a lot. Mm. Sitting with my feelings, mm. being alone, acknowledging emotion. That's mm. a big thing too. Mm. Just a healing process. But that really drew me to the spiritual things, spiritual questions. Having tarot readers. Looking into all of that really. Yeah, wow. I know. Wow. <laughs> That's so... I feel like that's um, a common occurrence in the, in the spiritual enlightenment journey, having mm. something major happen in your life yes. and it bringing to the surface what's important to you, yeah. um, how you want to live your life, facing, facing deeper questions really than just those surface level stuff. Absolutely. And I feel like spirituality is always there. 
Mm. Even when we're not realizing it, when we're not connecting with it. Yeah. You have to, I feel, come to a moment yourself where you're like, I need something more. I have that craving. And then it will find you and you will find it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And once you open those doors. It's it's amazing and terrifying and mm. so many questions, but it's beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's it's searching for that deeper meaning behind why why we're all here, what we're here to do. Yeah. And then and then embodying that human experience as well and just really relishing in the day to day and not letting our life just pass us by. Definitely. And enjoying every moment and grasping every moment. So now that we have spoken about uh, kind of how we got into spirituality and how it came into our lives, um, yeah, let's just have a chat about how we incorporate it into our day-to-day life now and what that kind of looks like. Yeah, and I'm so curious to to hear about you, Holly, because Holly facilitates a fair bit of spiritual classes, if I may say so, um, sound healing, breath work, meditation, a mm. couple of women's circles as well. Mm. So what do you do when you're not facilitating? So this is where the whole practice what you preach is in the <laughs> front of my mind a lot because, um, well, Fry already knows this, but also for anyone else that knows me, I'm a very busy person. I just, mm. I always have a lot going on and I like it that way. But it then means that my own self-care practices sometimes get pushed to the wayside and I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to that one I definitely can too yeah and so I love I love facilitating for others I love holding space for others and yes if I mentioned I run breathworks and meditation moon circles women's circles sound healing and so then when I think about my life as a whole I don't prioritize a lot of time for myself so I kind of I'm like an on-the-go spiritual person yeah spiritual on the go I like spiritual it on the go <laughs> kind of um I it's an ongoing battle for me to make more time for it but I I try and fit it in where I can so I guess my go-to practices for incorporating spirituality into my life is meditation definitely I would love nice. to meditate longer um, and more often, but I kind of, again, take it snippets. I go, instead of slapping myself on the wrist and being like, oh, you didn't do that solid meditation session you wanted, I'll be like, well, I got a five-minute snippet in. Yeah. And for me, it's about the way I set up my day. And so I live close mm. to the beach, and so my favourite way to connect spiritually is through nature. And so I get nice. myself down to the beach, my feet in the sand, my body in the water, the sun on my face, and I – set aside at least five to 10 minutes to just sit on the sand and tune into my five senses. Is this something, um, cause you say, obviously there's a lot of way that you can meditate. Mm. And I feel like this is something that a lot of people that are new to spirituality or to meditation mm. can't really grasp. Mm. I often get the question, um, how do you meditate? How long do you meditate? What do you do? Mm. Oh my God. I keep thinking about different <laughs> things. I'm freaking out because I want to meditate, but so when you say meditation, what does that mean to you? Like, how do you shape it? Do you um, acknowledge your surroundings or do you um, watch your breath or mm. what, what do you do? So meditation for me is about just bringing mindfulness to that moment. Okay. And so I will, my go-to is to run through my five senses. And so just to still my body and then start to run through what can I feel What can I see? If my eyes are closed, I focus on what I can see behind the eyelids. What can I smell? 
What can I taste? And what can I hear? And sometimes I get distracted and I just guide myself back on, okay, which sense was I on? What else can I hear? And meditation isn't about controlling the mind. It's just observing it. And if you find yourself in a thought, um, instead of scolding yourself, you just go, okay, I'm aware now. I went off on a thought train. You just let it float away and you guide yourself back onto something that you can hear or, or back to your breath. And so just flowing with your breath in and out. And so that's, Focusing on breath and five senses is one of my favorite ways just to just check out and ground. Yes. Um, otherwise, I'm I'm a big advocate for guided podcasts, uh, guided meditations on um, as a, on podcasts or on Spotify. So I'll jump on there and think, okay, what do I? What kind of meditation do I feel like? And I'll just see what see what else is out there because I love being guided through a journey. Do you have any recommendations? Ooh, um, we can get back to this. Yeah, we can get, let's get. I might pop if, if I, I'll pop some recommendations in our show notes. That's that's a great idea because people are always looking mm. for that. Mm. But I guess with spirituality, just like with anything. There's not really rules. No, there aren't really. Definitely not. Something different works for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And it all depends on what you feel comfortable with, and where you feel like you reap the benefits from. Mm, exactly, exactly. My other than meditation, my go-to is to just carve out a little bit of time for myself to pull myself a card, pull out my yeah. oracle decks, just go. Oh, like what guidance am I needing at the moment? pull a card, light some sage. That is something that's like really me time. So yes. that's that's a really beautiful way that I like to incorporate spirituality. Beautiful. Anyway, I love it. Yeah. Um, love it. Let's go over to you, Friar. Oh. So how, yeah, what does your kind of week look like? How do you incorporate spirituality? Well, in- just like you, I'm a, I'm a busy girl myself <laughs> as well. Um, I think it's very true what you said you got to practice what you preach. Mm. People say to me a lot, being a tarot reader, surely you pull like 20, 30 card spreads for yourself every day. The fact is no, I I don't. I guess it's when you do it a lot for, you facilitate a lot, you give that energy so much elsewhere that I feel like it's really important to sometimes just step back Mm. and just take a little, you know, moment away from things one of my favorite practices is meditation as well and i find it very interesting that the way you meditate is very quite quite differently than how i do it Mm. um i guess when i started to be to get interested in meditation really i began with reading lots of books Mm. and most of the books were um about tibetan ways of Mm -hmm. doing things so a little bit more like ancient practice Mm. i would say and I found this one photo in a book, and I still remember it really well. I think the book is called The Tibetan Way of Living and Dying. Oh. Um, I'm not sure. I will have to double check that. But it said as a form of meditation, there was this sculpture of some god. Stare at the eyes of the god. And that's your meditation oh. for like five to ten minutes or however you started with. Yeah, Wow. I really love that and it really worked for me Mm. to a point where I now and you can ask my sister my sister always says this to me I love you're listening this one is for you (laughs) she always says to me you are so good at just sitting and doing nothing (laughs) and that is 100% true I can if I'm home alone I will sit on the couch 
there will be no noise, there will be nothing on, there will be no phone, and I'm just sitting. And trust me, there's nothing going on inside. <laughs> it's just silence. And I love that. But it took me years to accomplish that. Yeah, I was going to say that's not something that you can just, you know, sit down, do nothing and, and expect to find peace. And expect to find peace. Mm. And obviously, this is not something I do every day or mm. I succeed in every day. But I do recognize when my body or my mind more is craving that. Mm. Um, another interesting thing I want to touch on is usually when you go to a meditation class or you listen to a meditation guidance, one of the first things they always say to you is close your eyes. Mm. Not everyone is comfortable with closing their eyes. Yeah, I agree. And just that you struggle with closing your eyes doesn't mean that you can't meditate and you have to force your eyelids to be shut. Mm. I love meditating with a very low eye gaze. Mm. So just to, let's say, if you're cross-legged, um, your toes. So it's a gentle, and, and you won't get as much impulse from the outside mm. as when you have them fully open. But this is just a way to show that everyone is different and there's a hundred thousand ways to do it. And I feel like when it comes to meditation, it should not be forced. No. It beats the purpose. Yeah. You don't want to feel like you have to do anything in that moment. Mm. And just be kind to yourself and mm. gentle. Mm, definitely. Yeah, just just take it as it goes. And there's no time limit on it. You can do hours, you can do 30 seconds. But already starting to do that um, it will be a big benefit. And I love looking up deep questions too. I find that a beautiful spiritual practice. I was chatting to someone that had a reading the other day with me and I said to her, like, what do you really like doing? And I think this is a great question. What do you really, really like? Like in, in the depth of your heart, mm. what do you like doing with your whole heart? Mm. Not many people can answer that question. No, because they say, oh, this is how I spend my time or yeah. this is what I have to do. Exactly. And sometimes we we do things for an extended period of time and it becomes normal to do it. Mm. But we evolve and we grow and we learn, right? It's the same with relationships. Mm. Over time, things can change. And I think it's good to assess from time to time, oh, do I actually still really like that? Yeah. Does that really make me happy? Yeah. So I feel like pondering the deeper questions of life is for me to one of my favorite spiritual practices i love that and it's so you fryer so she fryer is so let's just get down into the deep yes gritty none of this surface level stuff so i love that that's so fryer i feel like i always knew i was that way and then when holly did a astrology reading for me we pulled up my birth chart and it was about 50% Capricorn and 50% Scorpio. Scorpio. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess that's why I'm either working really hard or thinking about what's the meaning of this life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love that. They're beautiful spiritual practices. Yeah. yeah. And yours are so nice as well. And obviously, Holly is very floaty you're like a, you're like a butterfly yeah. you just have this really soft energy mm. so kind so nice flexible as well 
open to whatever creative Holly mm. is very creative Holly can oh this is like this is like oh a my little, gosh don't talk me I up. know I was <laughs> like oh this is like a little compliment round between the two of us but Holly can just do things without having practiced if that makes any sense oh. do you remember when I when I saw you and you were painting a mural oh yeah and it looks gorgeous And I was like, oh, have you done this before? And you were like, no, no, no. <laughs> I just thought of it last night and I printed something. And then there it is. If I uh, would do that, it wouldn't look like oh. what it's supposed to look like. But you just have that skill. Oh, I you. guess that's the Pisces. I don't have any Pisces. You don't oh, have Pisces? I have Venus in Pisces. Excuse me. I have one planet in Pisces. Well, well there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think... Um, Well, I have a lot of planets in Aquarius. I'm mm. in Aquarius sun. And so I think, um, I don't know, I think it's just kind of having that little bit of faith in your ability and just kind of giving giving yeah. kind of anything a bit, a bit of a go. And that's why we're sitting here with a podcast mic right now because yeah. we were like, let's just give it a go. Let's just give it a go. Yeah. And if you um, if you hear us talk about certain things and you're like, surely they already know this about each other. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not true. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> um, when Fry and I have obviously known each other for a little while now, but we, we haven't been super close. Um, and then when we decided – hey, let's embark on this adventure together. We were like, this is going to be great because we'll be getting to know each other over the mic, hearing each other's stories for the first time. And yeah, yeah. so we're sharing it with everyone and with each other. Get the background story on it. Yeah. And we notice now if we want to talk, like when we're just chatting and we're not recording and doing anything, sometimes something pops up. We're like, no, no, yeah, save, 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 it. It. save it, save it, save <laughs> it. Don't tell me now, don't tell me, don't tell me. so that's great that we've spoken a fair bit about meditation because I feel like that's a really good place to start if you're wanting to incorporate more spirituality into your life definitely yeah and I just want to have a little chat and talk about some of the other ways that we that would be an easy way for you to start introducing more spirituality into your life if that's what you're looking for yes so aside from meditation and card pulls so obviously if you're really interested in oracle cards and tarot cards you can go to a reader and have a reading or we both encourage you to go and intuitively select a deck from a shop whichever one jumps out at you and just start to get to know it at home yeah have, having your own practice is really beautiful with that yeah and i often get the question exactly what you're saying how do i pick a deck mm. the thing is there is a difference between tarot and oracle which maybe not everyone knows. Mm. Tarot is um, traditionally, like I said before, 78 cards. The cards are divided in major and minor and then also in four different suits. We will elaborate on this when we do like a tarot episode. podcast or yeah. episode or a mini-series. But those cards, their meaning really fluctuates. Obviously, you're going to get a little guideline with it, which usually gives you like three words or mm. a little description what to look out for. But it changes so much. Mm. It changes depending on the question you ask, the mm. other cards next to it. Mm. Oracle cards often are more revolved around a certain topic or a theme. Mm. So you can have like an animal um, oracle deck or mm. spirit messages. Mm. There is many different ones out there. They often give you, I find, a more elaborate and clear answer. Yeah. Or clear description. Mm. So take that information and see which one you're pulled the most to, Oracle mm. or Tarot. Mm. 
And then on top of that, when you go to select your deck, make sure that it feels right to you, that you like the graphic design of it, you like the feel of it. Mm. It catches your eye. Mm. That's the only way how you can pick it. You just have to feel comfortable with it. And then spend time with your deck. Spend time with it. Put it on your under your pillow. Um, hold it in your hands a lot. Take it with you wherever you go. Charge it with your crystals if you want to. Cleanse it. Do all the things with it. And yeah, just start with pulling a card. An easy way to do it is a daily card. Mm. In your morning, pull one out of the deck. Yeah. Look at the message. Take the card with you wherever you go during the day. And just take short moments to revisit that. Like, mm. oh, this card maybe says to me, be careful not to be too um, judgmental today of mm. others. Mm. Mm. Maybe a situation will arise and you feel like, oh, why did that person do that? Mm. That's a beautiful way to invite more spirituality into your life because then you will think, wait a minute, I'm carrying this card with me. Yeah. So I think that's a great way too to start. Yeah, it's a good it's a good one. Yeah. Pick a deck. Yeah, I love it. Start that. with cards. Mm. Um, with the meditation, I find that this this is probably one of the most asked questions to me personally yeah. when people are starting out with spirituality. How do I start meditating? Do you have any tips on that, Holly? Well, I would I would say figure out what kind of environment that you are comfortable in. If you want to meditate at home by yourself, then I would encourage um, tuning into the breath and going through the five senses or looking up a guided um, a guided journey on yes. your Spotify or another platform. Um, if you are comfortable getting out of the house and going to a class, then I would highly recommend taking yourself to a meditation class because there's something to be said of being in a beautiful studio, laying on a yoga mat and being again guided by the teacher. Yes. So I would say try that and there are a lot of different meditation styles as we spoke about earlier mm -hmm. ancient practices and modern practices um and so i think you've got to find the style that you like um yeah, yeah but you as we were saying before you can kind of turn any any activity into a meditation you know my yeah. sister rides horses and she finds that it, that in itself is a meditation for her she just gets it's just her and the horse and she gets lost in it so it's almost like you can bring meditation into anything if you love to dance and move your body that is a meditation if yes. you love to go for a run that is your meditation if you love to paint or draw or some kind of art that is a meditation i feel like it can be anything where you can maybe zoom out a little bit mm. zoom out of the daily hustle and bustle and all the things that are going on in your mind yeah. i feel like meditation is about being present and mindful yeah and mindful in the moment and mm. aware and i think it's right it can really help having a teacher there mm. for example when holly does the meditation classes you always guide us as well mm imagine you're in this surrounding mm. this is how you feel what do you see mm. this color is in the sky you know it can be small things like that and if you have someone saying that it kind of if you really focus eliminates the opportunity of floating away yeah not that it's bad to flow away but you know it's good to mm. practice sticking with something and mm. laser focusing on that 
And I feel like that for me really happens in sound healing. Yeah. Which is also a spiritual practice. Yeah. Also, for those of you who don't know what sound healing is, it's um, meditation through sound and vibration. And so there's a few different types. There's They're usually called sound bowls. And um, there's your Tibetan bowls, um, which are, what are they made of? Like a metal? I think it's copper. Copper. And, and they also have the gongs. Yeah, the big, you've probably heard that's very ancient um, Deep, sound. Low, yeah, lower. Yeah, and then you also have your crystal sound healing, which is the white, usually white balls. Um, they can be colored, um, but they're made of a crystal clear quartz and they're kind mm. of a more high-pitched sound. Yes. Um, but whatever kind of sound healing practice you go to, it's usually a combination of frequency, sounds, and vibrations, and it it almost... Um, fills your mind and it almost helps you to um, you can't really focus on anything else because the sound is just enveloping you that's yes. kind of the point of the sound healing and it's it's intense mm. like you remember my first time going to sound healing oh my goodness it it is so loud mm. and overwhelming and like you said before the sound just fills up your whole mind mm. I could not think about anything else than this sound mm. and then obviously you have certain um vibrations that really resonate with you mm. and that are maybe a little bit where there's something off in your energy system so you feel that mm. even more and i remember going there the first time and i couldn't lay far away from the balls like yeah. i want to yeah. i wanted to be as far as i could and I just remember feeling like I wanted to crawl under my blanket and just mm. make it make it less loud. Mm. But then over time, I started to really, really like it. So I guess this is the thing too. When you start something new, especially mm. with spiritual things, you do not know what you're going to find. Mm. It's not always happy, amazing, wow. Mm -mm. Sometimes it's frustration. I wish I could focus more. I wish I could sit down more. Mm. Sometimes it's trauma mm. that has not been released That I say sometimes it happens often. <laughs> so I guess it's try new things and maybe try and stick with it for a little yeah. while too because another thing that can be quite uncomfortable but a beautiful practice is breath work mm. to me at least. Yeah, yeah. Breath work is so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. But also intense. Very intense. I would not recommend doing it for your first time. I would not recommend doing it at home by yourself. I would recommend going, mm. taking yourself to a class or um, breathwork practices are usually incorporated into your bigger events. So you're like your full moon circles or your mm. wellness days. So I would, if you're interested in that, I would encourage you to try it out um, with a facilitator. Yes. Um, it's really powerful though. Yeah. Really, really powerful. It really is powerful. I guess in the way that it can release things. Mm. Um, it's also powerful, I would say, in the physical aspect of it. I feel like a lot of other spiritual practices, some of them are quite focused around the mind. Mm. But the breath work, for me, like it can make your whole body tingle and vibrate to the mm. point, well, I can definitely get to the point where I'm like, ooh, I'm not, I'm not really comfortable. Yeah. And what is going on? You're not meant to. You, you, it's kind of putting yourself in a heightened state that does yeah. feel uncomfortable, but it's forcing the energies within the body to start shifting, to start mm. releasing um, releasing emotions or traumas that your body might be storing. So breathwork yes. is designed to really um, give your body that refresh and bring anything to the surface so that you can release it. Some, yes. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And I like that where we are here, we're here on the Gold Coast. 
And as we said at the start of the episode, spirituality is booming. Mm. It's popping off anywhere, really. Mm. And you see so many good initiatives starting. Breathwork on the beach, yoga on the beach, meditation on the beach. Mm. Often free or for would be $5 or something, yeah. but it's so accessible now. So that's the thing too. Look for initiatives around you. And it can be nice to start out with a group too. Yeah. Have that support. Definitely. Or take your friend with you. Take your friend with you. Yeah. Feel supported. Feel comfortable. Read. Yeah. Reading can be a big thing. Yeah, definitely. But it really is everywhere at the moment. I mean, listening, you listening to this podcast <laughs> is already a spiritual thing. For sure. For sure. It is. Yeah. Something I want to touch on. Like if you are going to dive into your meditation or dive deeper within yourself and start mm. to, especially we were talking uh, at the beginning of this episode about that judgment tarot card that Friar pulled and about the eclipse season, something that really helps you to um, navigate your feelings around whatever it is that's happening in your life is some journaling. And mm. so I think that journaling is a really deep spiritual practice. And I think sometimes it gets a bad stinger about it. You mean like, oh, are you writing in your diary? Oh, dear diary. And that's just not what journaling is. It can be, yes. but it's it's a useful tool for you to unpack your day. Or if you had a deep meditation session, you can journal after and just kind of just start to write and see where the pen takes you. How did you feel about it? There is no end goal with with journaling you just you just start to release whatever is on your mind whatever is in your body and just see where the pen takes you and it can make you feel a lot lighter it can make you feel um have a little bit more clarity surrounding a topic if you're if you have to make a decision and you're umming and ahhing journaling out your thoughts like the pros the cons how, how it makes you feel all of that it can help bring some clarity and sift through the busy mind Definitely. And I feel like it can work two ways. It can either be you grabbing the pen and paper and just writing whatever comes to mind. Or it can be you looking up some journal prompts. Definitely. That can be powerful. Because mm. sometimes you see questions that you may not have thought of to write about yourself. Mm -hmm. I think with journaling, the interesting thing is for me personally, there's almost this um, obsessive aspect to it where I can really quickly feel like I'm failing. Oh, what do you mean yes. by that? It's, it's because I feel like it's so so much around us. Everyone will say you need to journal, five-minute journal, just write down how you feel in the morning. Da, da, da. And then I feel like that, this is one of the things where you really easily can put a pressure on yourself. Mm. I need to do this every day. Mm. So, you know, me, every year the new year comes, I buy a very nice-looking journal, I'm ready... <laughs> And then we're two weeks in and I miss a day and I'm, I feel that I failed to do it, mm. that I failed to make time for myself. Mm. Have I actually failed? Not Definitely really. Not. But it means that for me, I do not need to journal every day. Yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Mm. So this is something to keep in mind too. If you want to start with any spiritual practice, once again, do it your way. Definitely. You don't need to go from zero to 100, which I think is the key with any habit, really. Mm. You can't just go from zero and say, now I'm going to do every day. If you can, it's great. Yeah. But you don't need to. Yeah, you need to be realistic about how it's mm. going to fit into your life for it to be sustainable. Yes, mm. yes, definitely. And 
I think it's it's a good thing to have a couple different practices or different lines that you're trying to mm-hmm. find and different spiritual um, experience that you're trying to have because then you can see this is what I really like or in this moment you will be able to acknowledge now I feel like journaling yeah now I need to do breath work yeah now I need to move my body yeah starting out one more exercise that I do want to give you listeners and this is actually one that Holly brought into my life I remember going to one of the goddess circles Mm. which is eight women that do not really know each other often coming together spending about two hours together talking about bigger topics in life Mm. and often there is an exercise that you get to do and this one was we all got handed a mirror Mm. and we were just looking at ourselves for would have been two three minutes yeah I think it was probably like four minutes um Mm. it's like the, the length of a song and it's it's an eye gaze but it's an eye gaze with yourself with yourself Mm. and I remember thinking how often do I do that obviously I look in the mirror every day when I'm getting ready or whatever Mm. but how often do you deeply look into your own eyes Mm. and I found that quite a profound experience and it's really interesting to see what feelings and thoughts surface Mm. so as a little tip try it out yeah definitely definitely and it's it's about eye gazing with yourself um, to allow the judgment to fall away because we often, um, especially, especially if you look at yourself in the mirror when you're applying makeup or you're getting ready to go out somewhere, you often look at your appearance and see the flaws. And so the eye gaze is about just eye gazing with yourself to just see yourself and love yourself exactly as you are, bringing love to the flaws, bringing love to the fears. Yeah, I love that. And that's what it's all about. Full circle here. Mm. Spirituality is about the love for all and the love of all beings and the love of all moments and appreciation of all things and the gratitude. Definitely. Gratitude. We didn't mention gratitude. We didn't even mention (laughs) gratitude. Oh, and that's a big one. Oh, that's almost another episode. Almost another episode. We should do one on gratitude. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our first episode of the Divine Intervention podcast. Um, this has been this has been amazing. Wow, I've enjoyed this so much. Yeah, thank you to everyone for taking the time to listen to us. Um, if you like this episode, please share it with someone you love. And yeah, what did you have anything you want to say, Friar? Um, well, thank you so much for listening. We are so grateful and we're so excited to be doing this and take you on this journey with us. Um, I do want to say we're by no means any experts mm, on this and not. we do not try to pretend like we know everything right for us. We just know that we love listening to other people's experiences and their journey in life. Mm. And we want, just want to share that with you and we hope to give you some comfort and guidance wherever needed and please reach out to us anytime if you ever want us to talk about a certain topic or if you feel like yes that resonated with me mm. and i want to elaborate on that we're always you can always reach us on the socials and thank you so much yeah, i i think um i think the biggest thing for us is we want to just take the taboo out of talking about spirituality and so you don't have to be an expert just to have a conversation about a topic and so we want to be able to talk about anything and everything on this podcast and as fry said we are not experts in any means so we don't give um we don't give advice here we just chat 
we just chat about topics and we recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much again. And we can't wait to hopefully have you tune in for the next episode again. What's yeah. it going to be about? Do we know yet? I don't think we've decided yet, but oh. you'll have to tune in to episode number two. Tune in. On the Divine Intervention Podcast. Yay. Bye. Bye. Bye.